Good morning. It is March 17th, 2020. My name is John Watson, and this is my Death by Tech blog post today, or the audio version of it, uh, entitled A Deeper Look, What is Personal Data Actually Worth? You can find the text version of this on Substack at johnwatson.substack.com. That's J-O-N watson.substack.com. All right, let's get into it. If you are not paying for the product, you are the product, or so the saying goes. Free internet services abound, and in the beginning, we didn't put much thought into why. We're just happy to have the free email account or the free social media arguments with strangers or whatever it was. Over time, we became a little bit savvier, and we started asking questions as to how these companies paid for this free, quote, service. And by now, it's obvious that it's personal data. And it's also obvious that our personal data is so valuable that even the bad guys are stealing it and selling it on the black market. But how valuable is it really? Setting the value of anything is difficult. There's many factors, such as how much money it took to get the item into a saleable state in front of you so you could buy it. How much desire is there in the market for that item? What is its rarity? Things like that. And in the case of personal data, it gets even more granular. For example, hackers are generally not the omnipotent neos that are portrayed in the movies. Most of them are stumbling around the internet using secondhand scripts, hoping to find something unsecured that they can sell. Because most of them don't really have any kind of master plan, they end up with little dribs and drabs of personal information, maybe a credit card here, a PayPal login there, or a social security number here, just little pieces of data. And those little pieces are less valuable than full packages. Full packages include everything a bad guy would need to just just right away assume someone else's identity. For non-criminals, evaluation can be even harder because the transaction is never as cut and dried as, here's a passport number, give me 30 bucks. The purchaser just gets all the data the selling company has, and it's up to the acquirer to figure out how to monetize it. How much money can a company make if it has a list of thousands of middle-aged account managers in Boca Raton making over $100,000 a year that have two dogs? I don't know, but this is the type of question that purchasers have to ask themselves in order to prevent overpaying for a company's data. There's a few reasons, well, there's a lot of reasons why a company purchases another, but two of the big ones we see these days are to acquire that company's technology or to acquire that company's data. The U.S. courts are tied up for the next decades, perhaps, with patent suits, and companies generally just want to avoid being named an intellectual property lawsuit altogether. There's really no value into winning a patent lawsuit because the winning company just continues to keep doing what it was doing before, but it's been alleviated of a ton of its money to its lawyers, uh, so it has less capacity to carry on business as usual. A much better plan is to just absolutely avoid potential lawsuits entirely by purchasing a a competing or complementary company outright, including all of its intellectual property. Therefore, you're not going to sue yourself for using your own intellectual property, and that, that problem goes away. The second big reason for acquisitions these days is to acquire a company's data. Facebook is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and it has the largest trove of user data on the planet. That data is perceived as very valuable, and many companies would love to have it. Facebook generates over 98% of its revenue by selling ad space to advertisers that are targeted by that user data, over 98%. That's more than Google. Facebook has a market cap of over $4 billion, so that's a pretty good insight into how much advertisers are willing to pay to leverage Facebook's user data. Let's look at some recent acquisitions to get a sense of how much our personal data is worth on the on the uh, not black market. Uh, Microsoft acquired LinkedIn. That turned into about $60 per user. 
Uh, LinkedIn is kind of a unique site in that it's a social network, but targeted at businesses, workers, job seekers. It goes off the rails now and again, but for the most part, it works as advertised and discussions on the site are, site are generally work-related. Most of the personal data on LinkedIn, therefore, surrounds employment history and work connections. It's not really the spiciest of personal data, but it was still worth $26 billion, with a B, to Microsoft. I think it's fair to say that Microsoft didn't need the technology, and most of that value is in the user data. Uh, just for the record, LinkedIn makes most of its data from recruiting services and then followed by advertising. At the time of acquisition, LinkedIn reported 433 million users, so that makes each user's data worth about 60 bucks. Not very much individually, but, but quite a number overall. More recently, Intuit acquired Credit Karma. That turned into about $71 per user. Credit Karma is a service that allows users to check their credit reports for free and without damaging their reports by adding these hard hits to it. The service makes money by recommending credit devices like credit cards, loans, etc. to users, and I assume it takes a commission for doing so. It operates in Canada and the U.S. and possibly other countries. Intuit is in the complementary space of providing personal and professional finance products such as QuickBooks for accounting, uh, Mint for personal expense tracking. The marriage here is a no-brainer, and honestly, running an API call to get a credit report isn't exactly groundbreaking technology. It's pretty obvious to me that the value Intuit sees in Credit Karma is the user data, user data, not as technology. At the time of acquisition, Credit Karma had uh, 100 million users, and Intuit paid 7.1 billion for it. That's about 71 bucks per user. About five years ago, Facebook acquired Instagram. That was not even that good. That was $33 per user. Given that one of the most profitable companies in the world makes almost all of its money from user data, Facebook, I thought this would be a really big whopping number. However, it seems that even Facebook knows that user data isn't all that valuable in isolation. It needs volume to be worth a lot. Another really interesting thing about Instagram is that it had zero, zero revenue when it was purchased. So it was all about the technology or the data. At the time of acquisition, Instagram had 30 million users. Facebook paid a billion dollars for it, which is about $33 per user. So that's the white market. Let's look at the, the black market. What do bad guys pay for your data? Uh, the example acquisitions I went through show us what companies consider personal data to be worth. But the very large black market for user data exists as well. These days, the black market is the dark web, basically, not to be confused with the deep web, which is something entirely different. And some enterprising researchers at Experian have compiled some data on what personal data sells for on these dark web sites. A social security number sells for about a buck. On the other hand, a passport can sell for about 2000 Here's an opportunity to show how money can replace work, right? If a bad guy has a valid social security number, he can use that to get progressively more difficult pieces of identification and can eventually get a passport under that person's name. But that takes time, and therefore, even though an SSN can eventually beget a passport, bad guys are as lazy as the rest of us and prefer to just pay the 2,000% markup instead of doing the work. That's free markets, kids. In between, we see working logins to online accounts such as PayPal, worth an average of about 100 bucks, depending how much money the bad guy thinks he can get out of those accounts. And even loyalty cards, believe it or not, the, like the shopping cards that track what you buy, uh, you can get 20 bucks for. And diplomas uh, have value set at about 400 bucks. So to wrap this up, I, would, I went into this article thinking that personal data would be worth a lot more. My whole theme is is about these acquisitions. And every time I read about an acquisition, it has these huge numbers. Billions and billions of dollars are spent every time. And I thought that would be reflected in large numbers for each individual user data set. I was so sure of that, that the thesis of this post was going to be something like, your data is worth so much more than you think. But despite my attempt to find some bias confirmation data, it's just not true. Our individual data really isn't worth that much at all.
that's the end of this post. If you enjoyed it and you want to see the links or the graphics that are in it, you can visit johnwatson.substack.com. That's J-O-N-Watson.substack.com.